You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a lead play in our, in our offense. Double tackle, take the defensive end if he's over, if he's not, you drive down the first man who is inside. Pull back and get him, take the first man outside the offense. Right. No one shows, you're right by them and feel this right. YN has the linebacker taken out, cuts inside. The YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access Post Game Show. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. I'm joined alongside my co-host here, Mr. Jacob from the Packernet Fantasy Podcast. And uh, we're going to get things kicked off right. But first, uh, let's just we, – we definitely want to say thoughts and prayers go out to Isaiah Bolden. Obviously had an injury there uh, on the field that suspended the game. Um, I don't know, just kind of – you don't want to speculate too much, Jacob, but just judging by the way the players and the coaches were acting there at the end as the credits were rolling as they ended the TV broadcast, I think things are as as good as they could be. They must have some uh, some movement in the extremities and, and all that stuff. So, uh, again, thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. Um, all right, well, the Packers, obviously, I don't even know what the final score was, Jacob. What did it end up being there, man, when they called it? 21-17? Yeah, I, I, I was very shocked by that. We – uh I thought I had a good another, you know, 15, 20 minutes. To kind of <laughs> I had some food that I just made. I was just about to, you know, start eating. And all of a sudden I see a phone call from Clayton. I look up and I see him. I'm like, oh, my. OK, well, I guess we're doing that now. So um, it was a great game. We'll get into the details. But, yeah, we were, we kind of jumped onto this uh, on the fly and we're using a new a new software. So it was all just it's 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 preseason for everyone right now. So Yes, it is. I called Jacob and said, hey, they just called the game. Let's go live. I'm <laughs> scrambling, trying to throw the dogs outside real quick. Yep. So, uh, yeah, here we are. All right, Richard in the chat, are you going to do any uh, watch parties in Tennessee? Dude, I would love to hook up with some Packer fans down here in Tennessee. I, I've never been able to do that. I think Packers everywhere had a group for a little while, but I don't know, you know, whatever happened to that. But that would be cool, man. We've got several people in Tennessee that are Packer fans for sure. Uh, let's see here. Red Mo in the chat. Dang, man, I hope Bolden is all right. 
Uh, Got to feel like uh, joint practices will become the norm soon enough here potentially. It, it seems like they're more more valuable anyway nowadays, Red Mo, for sure. Uh, let's see, Elevated Shine in the chat. Some guys locked up their spot on the 53 tonight. We got, I think that's Tad or Todd in the chat. It's it's crazy, this screen, it's hard to read. Yeah, Tad, Tad in the chat. Appreciate you dropping in, man. Uh, Texas Badger in the house, Zane. And, uh, yeah, went to the Brewers game tonight, Texas Badger. All right, man, good stuff, good stuff. All right, Jacob, let's waste no time, man. I want to kind of highlight a few plays that stood out to me. We're going to be really, really brief with this. I'll do a Chalk Talk episode tomorrow to uh, to kind of show everything. But let's just kind of dive into a few plays that I thought were pretty important. And uh, you can see the screen, right, Jacob? Yes, sir. All right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So first play that came to mind for me was uh, in the first quarter, 443 left, third and nine play. Um, New England was up seven to nothing. We came out in a nickel two, four, five, and this was an Enigbare sack. I want you to watch him down here at the bottom of the screen. Man, he really flashed tonight, had a great game. As you can see him come off the line. We're going to play it at 50% so we can just do it one one way through. Nice little stiff, Good. stiff arm there. Just a straight arm, kept his what left arm. Kind of. What's that? It's not, it's not quite like the Reggie Chuck, like the one arm, like – Chuck move, but it's it's almost there. Like he look at him. That's yeah. like it's <laughs> no, it's nice, man. It, it's a straight arm, and you keep the momentum on that that inside or the outside breastplate while you stay centered up on the inside breastplate. And, and there's nothing they can do, man. It's it might as well be a choco. It really might as yeah. well be a choco. It, heck of a play by an Enigbare. Had a great night, like we said. All right, next play. Uh 308 left in the first quarter. New England still winning seven to nothing. We're backed up. Inside the 10, I think around the eight-yard line. It's a second and 10 play. We come out in an 11-gun, strong left bunch, T-weak, crosser cab fly, Y-leak, T-choice. And the main thing that you uh, you want to key in on here, guys, well, let's let's kind of explain it real quick. We won't go into too much detail. 11-gun, obviously one running back, one tight end, right? Um, you've got a strong left bunch. This is your bunch set, and the uh, tight end is on the left side. That's telling you strong left bunch. you got T-weak, right? The T is the halfback. He's on the weak side of the formation. Now, as far as the uh, as far as the route combination, you've got crosser, cab, fly, Y-leak, T-choice. So a cab concept is typically a shallow cross with a dig on the backside, okay? They ran two crossers similarly, and the way it works is the number two receiver, which is, uh, is right here in the slot, he's going to work underneath on a shallow crosser, and then you've got the receiver up top who's going to run, work one overneath. That's what we call a crosser cab. And then you got a fly or a nine fade on the other side of Dobbs. This is that deep pass to Dobbs. And of course you got the Y leak. He's going to block and then fade out. And then you got the T choice, which he's going to come here and he can go out. He can curl or he can go in. He chooses to go in. They played, they played the, uh, the T choice uh, pretty well there actually. So let's roll the tape. You can see Romeo Dobbs up top. Really want you to key in on him. And they're playing off here too, guys. It wasn't like they caught him off guard with this. He, he gives a little move to the inside. Beautiful ball by Jordan Love. And you can see Jacob. He put this – you know, some people were saying it was underthrown. I think Dobbs kind of played it played it a little bit bad. Um, I think there was plenty of air underneath it that Dobbs should have positioned himself a little bit better. He allowed himself to get trapped on the sideline. But, again, drop it right in the bucket. Great catch. Great job dragging that toe on the inside. Jacob, when I wrote this down in the notes as they were reviewing it, before I seen the replay, I put incomplete pass, just got too close to the boundary. And then I watched the replay back and seen the toe drag inside and was like, holy cow, dude, he caught that ball. What would you think of that play? Yeah, so I actually did 
in this in my same notes uh i'm really i'm telling you guys you got to read this book because <laughs> it's the first game i've watched since i read it and it he says it in the beginning of the book that you're going to just see the game in a different way. I literally took my eye off the ball. I watched every single thing I could do, but it was really hard to, to train yourself not to just watch the play. And what I saw specifically, I thought he did underthrow the ball. And I did think that he made a great catch uh, or a great play on the ball. I initially did think it was a catch. And then I was really surprised that the crowd wasn't reacting. And uh, to me, it's like, did they throw it up on the jumbotron? We have these new giant, um, you know, TV screens up there. And then all of a sudden they blew the whistle and I was like, yeah, dude, I'm like, I really do think that he got that in. And that I, I really think that Dobbs, you know, that concentration, I won't say that that was completely in, intentional that he knew exactly that his feet were going to drop, but just the fact that he had the wherewithal to drop his feet. Cause you could tell that he had adjusted to the ball and he just immediately just tried to tap that toe no matter what that took and even the announcers thought that they're like yeah this is a stupid you could kind of tell they're like this is a, a dumb challenge like why would he why would he do that and then sure enough uh it was it was a really good catch a really great ball like you said it's not a horrible ball i do think that love was a little inaccurate early but we can go into that yeah he settled in though yeah um, let's see here we got all right, next play. This is the first quarter, 149 left, second and five play. New England still up seven to nothing. We got an 11 ace double, strong left, C-wing, play action, max protect, choice dodge, slot cross, okay? Um, let's just kind of speed it up here a little bit. Like I said, we'll get into chalk talk tomorrow. I want to explain everything. But essentially what you've got with max protect is the tight end's going to block. They're going to play action to A.J. Dillon. He's going to absolutely annihilate a guy right here, right? And then what you have with the Z-wing, this was really interesting. He would technically be the Z or the flyer in this formation, Christian Watson. Notice how he's lined up in the wing. I thought this was very, very creative by Matt LaFleur, right? And uh, so, again, as we roll through the tape here, you're gonna what you're going to see is a play-action pass, max protect. You're going to go choice, dodge, okay? This is what we call a dodge route. So it's going to be a choice route for Christian Watson. He's going to come out here, and he's going to read it. When Anytime you come out of the backfield and you have a choice route that could go inside or outside, typically it's called a dodge route, okay? So choice, dodge, he's going to come out here. He's going to, you know, as he's coming out of the backfield, he's going to look at the inside, and then he's just going to run an out route, okay? And then you've got slot cross, which is going to be the slot is going to run a crosser, and you've got the backside dig that completes that passing concept. Again, A.J. Dillon's going to step up, lay a nice block. You're going to see Musgrave drop back, throw a, throw a pretty nice block here too. And I want you to watch this ball and the placement of this ball by Jordan Love to Jaden Reed. This is absolutely phenomenal as far as accuracy. Play action. Look at A.J. Pancake, that guy, get him out of the way. This is a dot. That's an absolute dot. That's such a small window, Jacob, to throw that ball into. Another hands catch from Jaden Reed. That dude – is the real freaking deal. Let's roll it back because I want to show you one more thing here and then we'll move on to the next play. I want you to really, really focus right here up top as Zach Tom right here. Remember last week the touchdown pass that he threw to Romeo Dobbs, that Jordan Love threw to Romeo Dobbs, Jacob? Yeah. Remember we highlighted Zach Tom with a great pass set? Watch this right here. Look at Tom. This dude is your starting right tackle. Phenomenal job. Didn't bite on the spin move. Beautiful. And, again, a great catch. Awesome, awesome play there to Jaden Reed. All right, next play. Let's see what we got here as he gets through shaking his shaking his groove thing there. 
I didn't realize I left this much into the tape. My bad. <laughs> I got the whole celebration. All right. Now we're on defense. This is a nickel two, four, five, cover three zone match. Inning bar A is going to be down here in the seven tech. Okay. Some people would call that wide nine. I would still call it a seven. He's he's a little closer than a wide nine, in my opinion. He's going to do what we call a pinch and pull. All right, I'm sorry, a punch and pull speed rush, okay? And I'm going to zoom in the tape for you guys so you can see it. I really want you to key in on him. He's basically going to engage with this tackle. He's going to punch him in the chest, pull down on his arms, and then speed rush around the end, okay? Watch this play right here. We're going to zoom in, like I said. Watch Enigbari number 55 right here. Here's the punch, bang, pull, Oof. and he's around the edge. Enigbari, oh, Jake, he looks like – and look at this. Force the fumble and recovers the fumble. Bro, this guy looks like a different player this year. You guys know during the draft last year, he was like hands down the best on my board when we took him. I was over the freaking moon with this pick. It's like, why did he drop that far? And the main concern was his run defense, right? We seen last year, I thought he played pretty good, pretty decent run defense. And yeah. then, of course, um, it come, coming into this year, he's, it looks like he's a pretty good pass rusher, Jacob. What do you think about Enigbari, dude? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just got to pull this up real quick because his stat line was stupid. He had three total tackles, three solo, two sacks, one tackle for a loss. I believe he had two quarterback hits. He also had a, obviously a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. Um, pretty decent day, dude. Like I don't know, I'd have yeah. to think like that. What do and he did that all on you know, not a lot of snaps. And so right. it's you said that second year jump is a real thing, and our edge rotation. Oh my god, it's so looking good, good dude. Looking good. So good. Bro. Uh, Josh Martin got a super chat here. Hey, Josh, man, thanks for supporting the stream, buddy. We appreciate you. He says, Myers got to go to backup. Jacob, that was tough early, man, watching Myers and that snap. And, and I heard the announcers, first they blamed Myers, then they went back and said Love didn't have his eyes up. I don't know, yeah. man. It just – It was high and right. It was high and right. It was up here. So even I if he – was trying time. to like backtrack on in, on insulting anyone, wasn't he? On the, yeah. on the- <laughs> I know, I know. Um. What what I will say though is what really stinks is that Jake Hansen got hurt late in the game. So if there was any, you know, thoughts of maybe the fact that Hansen or somebody would take over and, and maybe Zach Tom would stay at right tackle or whatever. Zach Tom, again, we can get into that later. He looked pretty good today. He had a couple he had an unsportsmanlike conduct, which I still can't figure out what happened there. But mm-hmm. um maybe we can dive into that in, in a couple of days and see what that uh, reached out to but man i just i overall this game started out one thing i wanted to highlight is that that the start of this game was not great i will say obviously and in years past this team has just taken that initiative to just follow through and just dive this team is a fighting team they're so they young are. so much in college like think about this almost our whole offense and a lot of our key players are either just removed from college or two years removed from college or a year removed from college where like you they're, they're used to getting people throwing up 40 points a game on them, but then you just keep coming back and scoring and you keep making plays. You keep doing things. You keep being energized. And I feel like all of a sudden we have this college style team where like, even though that, you know, they had those, that deep pass, you know, uh, who the heck was it? I can't remember, but in the next, like, it didn't seem like it phases us. It doesn't seem like that Clifford gets rattled. It doesn't seem like that Jordan Love gets rattled. Like they're just ballers, man. Yeah. And Malik Heath, oh my God, dude. Bretton Cox. Hey, dude. Malik dude. Heath. Carl Brooks. 
bro. Yeah, stop I'm telling you, dude. You I can see stop. it all over film, man. Carl Brooks stop. and Kobe Wooden. Kobe Wooden, man, they ran a TT stunt. I think it was in the third quarter around the 11-minute mark. I've got it noted so I can go back and look at it. They ran a TT stunt, Jacob, which basically means the two defensive tackles engaged, backed up, and split, right, and literally looped around. I was like, oh, my God. Go ahead and call them the Bash Brothers. Again, Josh, thank you so much for the super chat. We appreciate you, buddy. Tim, uh, we got Tim in Green Bay. He's in the house here. Tim, if you can hear me, buddy, your your mic is muted. It looks like it isn't now. Can you hear us, bub? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Yeah, we got Tim. you, man. What's so going buddy, on, what's Tim? <laughs> man, that what a uh, that well, it lasted. Sure was. <laughs> I, I'll keep my opinions uh, as mild as I can, but it is a preseason. I understand, you know, Coach Bill and Coach Lafleur getting together and just saying, "Hey, let's uh, put a wrap on it for the night. We don't want to get anyone else hurt." But guys, it's football. This is football, and if you're trying to make a, a team, every rep counts. Every snap counts. You know, we had what we had last year with DeMar Hamlin, which was very, very scary. And that game was also ended um, for numerous reasons. But guys, I mean, everyone who puts on a helmet and pads knows the risk that they're taking when they play this game, especially at the professional level for millions of dollars. And there's just a big part of me that feels bad for the people who traveled and paid hard-earned money to, to see a game and they, they didn't get to see a whole game. We didn't get to see a whole game. Guys didn't get to see reps. You know, obviously your heart goes out to this Patriots player and it's one of those freak things that happens in football guys, right? This wasn't a dirty play. This wasn't, you know, he got hit anything, by but one of those, right. It was kind of a fluke kind of thing. And yeah, he was put on a board and he had to be carted out of there. I, I can tell you one thing. I'm not a doctor, but, they did not rush him off the field, which is a great sign, which means clearly he was breathing on his own. These are good signs. So I do agree with the coaches. Hey, it's preseason. This game, these games don't count for anything. So, so why are we going to, you know, and then you look at the history of this week with the chippiness and practice and guys are on edge. There was a fight before the game even started today. I mean, <laughs> so I mean, literally during warmups, there was, a, there was already a skirmish. I mean, 30 minutes before a game. So I, I think that might have played into the decision. But I can just say, you know, from a fan's standpoint, it's it's like, you know, what is the what's what's the standard now? You know, if, if a guy goes down like this and has to be carted off that we, we just stop play. Because, you know, and maybe I'm just I'm still old school. You know, I mean, I'm I don't know. I'm just old school at heart. And, you know, I think of guys who have. You know, we've seen brutal games throughout the history of this league that continued to play. I mean, multiple guys being carted off in games and they still finish. So I just feel a little uh, a little disheartened by that. But again, it's preseason, so I, I get it. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it. But yeah, it's for I, me. I would have I liked to see Bill and Matt get, get, uh, get together and say, hey, let's just soft zones and let's, you know, whatever. And let's get out of here with no more injuries. Let's finish this game. But I don't know, man. It's tough, man. It is because like you said, there's a lot of people that traveled and everything. And, and, you know, like I was telling Jacob, it, it seemed, you know, to the best of my knowledge, as they wrapped up and everything, 
Um, you know, everybody's still shaking hands on the field. It wasn't like everybody was, you know, devastated or anything. But um, at the same time, man, it's tough. You know, if I was put in that position, you know what I'm saying, Tim? Like, Clayton, you've got to make the decision. Do you do you continue the game or do you not? I'm probably going to probably going to err on the side of caution, you know, but same time. I get it, man. I know what you're saying too. Like, God, man, think, think of this, man. Think, but what of, I'm- think of back in the nineties, then go to the eighties, go to the seventies and the sixties and the stuff that those players went through. Dude. It's like, it's crazy to think of how tough the game was back then. Just Look amazing. at what Steve Atwater did as a person to other people <laughs> in this game or John Lynch or you know what I mean, Troy Polamalu for that matter, like or Bill just, Romanowski, or yeah, it's now, <laughs> yeah, it's not the same game anymore. I don't know. I, to be honest, I I understand your sentiment, Tim. I do, um, and I'm kind of more in your in your side of thinking of things. It's just I don't know. It's, it seems like the league's gotten so soft now that you have to do it's this. It's preseason, right? It's preseason, yeah, and so they they. The Packers fans were very receptive. They showed people like everybody was just kind of happy. I, I saw a good game. It is preseason. It doesn't really mean anything, but in the same token, it, it means everything for like half of the people on this roster right now. So, right. like you said, the only thing that is a shame is that those guys that are on the very deep ends of the roster don't have a chance to even show that what they can do. And they've only got one more preseason game. There's not four anymore. So there's only three. So now they've only got maybe another quarter for a lot of these guys on the back end of the team, you know, the guys that maybe would have had a shot to make it. And to be honest, we wouldn't have seen a lot this uh, out of that last, what was it? 11 minutes or 12 minutes, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot though. That was, we should talk about, cause that was, that was freaking cool. And we saw a lot of overcoming adversity. We saw a lot more Sean Clifford. We saw a lot more of what they want to do with Luke Musgrave. I think, I think that guy is, as a fantasy football guy, pick him up. He's clearly the number one. <laughs> they had Josiah DeGuara at fullback in like the third quarter. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. So all this talk about maybe Josiah's going to start getting reps. Nah, bro. I don't think that's really going to be a thing. I think it's Luke Musgrave. And even it seems like Tucker Craft is wide, uh, tied in too over Josiah. They, they seem to very firmly have him as kind of that H-back slash fullback style right now um there's so many things i want to get into but where, where would you like to start or go clean well, i guess since you since you talked about the fullback let's go there um i i tried to chart a little bit i just tried to chart the starters for the most part and i may have yeah. missed one or two plays but to the best of my knowledge they were in 11 personnel six times they were in 21 personnel six times and 12 personnel only three times um, I don't know if you charted the personnel or not. De- Devondre Campbell didn't play. Kenny Clark didn't play. Jair Alexander didn't play. And David Bakhtiari didn't play as well. Um, so we can get into the stats or you can go ahead. What's I guess what's the first takeaway, Jacob? What's your first takeaway from the game? What stood out to you the most? First takeaway? Oh, I mean, I guess, I guess it'd be the tight end play because I, I have in my notes here, I tried to do personnel, but to be honest, that's one of the – First chapters in that book is they. they, they, they <laughs> it's tough to too. Man. I was struggling. It really, to do it. It's really tough just because you don't know all these players. It's easier to do it right. in season when you know the numbers, the players, what they look like. When it's preseason, you have to learn ninety guys or whatever it is plus, um, just to know what their formations are. And they do a lot of motion and they do a lot of this kind of stuff. So, anyways, when I could, I did chart that. But what I mainly did was just kind of get the formations, try to 
see who was on the field, try to get the overall outcome of the play. So like the first play of the game, first drive, I formation with Deguara as the lead fullback with Aaron Jones running back. Um, he got a six yard gain. I think they pulled him right after that. That was it. Aaron Jones was done. They're like, oh, well, we've seen what we need to see. Deguara's there. And that's to me is interesting that Deguara's that opening fullback and I formation and that he's the still a lead H back in like the third quarter reps. So it's like, I kind of think they're going to do that. And it looked like that Henry Pearson may have gotten injured tonight. Um, so that's, he's the only true fullback that we have on the squad. So that's one of those little things. It seemed interesting to me that Razul Douglas got picked on a little bit right away about by Kendrick Bourne. Like they, they went after him for three plays in a row. And I think they got success. Um, I think they even had a pass interference call against him or something like that. And in addition to that, Carrington Valentine, he definitely showed a little bit of weakness, but overall I thought that it was again, a strong performance from him. He did have some, he had some grabby moments and he's overall like a very physical cornerback. Right. You're going to get that very obvious, but there was a couple other plays that will probably not get noticed. He made a very good tackle on a run play. He came up to run, uh, to do some coverage on the run game quite a, quite a few times. And um, overall, I think that Carrington Valentine had another good day where he showed out that he's a he's a good dude. Like he's he should still probably be in the top four of the cornerback situation. I don't know what we do with that. They even said on the broadcast, which I don't remember what these guys names are, but I really loved what they did. It was I was listening to the Homer game. Um, I think it was John Kuhn and uh, somebody Kevin else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. Love him. Great guy. Yeah. They're um, awesome. really good, like just that old school, like 1990s voice. Just yes, doing it. yes, super. Yeah, plain, Kevin Harlan's actually he's actually Bob Harlan's son. Bob Harlan that that oh, was the okay. president of the Packers. Oh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he's got a great voice. Um, I want to say this, Mike Reese, who covers the Patriots, because I know there's people in here saying the guy on the stretcher wasn't awake, he wasn't moving. Mike Reese from the Patriots, 19 That's seconds right. ago, said Patriots cornerback Isaiah Bolden sustained an injury during the fourth quarter of tonight's game. He had filling in all his extremities, but has been taken to local hospital for further tests and, and uh, observations. So he was moving. He had he had filling in all his extremities. They probably had him strapped down pretty tight. Is the reason you didn't see him moving, but sounds like he's awake and moving. So, um, which yeah, is good. Uh, I guess I should have backed up. Like Tim, I Tim was not being like dis not what's the word I'm trying to say. I'm trying to be really PC. He wasn't trying to be insensitive. Uh, Insensitive, exactly. Yes, he because I saw the guy moving, I saw him moving around. I saw that the guys it was a precautionary thing because of what happened to Demar Hamlin. Let's just be honest, that's exactly what it was. The NFL is a business, they have to make sure that they take care of mm-hmm. you know all that kind of stuff. And and it, it is what it is. Like we've talked about that situation, we, we, we can drop that now, but um, yeah. I will say though, like I said, Musgrave, it's clear that they're going to use this guy. I think the first three or four passes were to Musgrave and they were really trying to force that to him. Like basically no matter what, I am really excited about the hard count, a little disheartened by the way that Ramondre Stevenson kind of gashed through us, you know, but um, it's, it's, it's really hard to get a lot of perspective off of preseason. I almost have too many things to talk about where it's like, (laughs) right. Well, we've got plenty of time. We'll come back Tim. What was your, uh, what was your big takeaway, man? What stood out to you the most on the night? Were you were you in Lambeau tonight, Tim? Yes, I was. Cool. What's Section one twenty five. 
what what stood out for me was uh, um, Mr. Inegbare. I don't know if you guys touched on him before I jumped on. Um, he stood out to me on the defense today, man. That guy, especially in the first half. I mean, holy cow. I mean, he, he was just – it seemed like even when he wasn't in on the play, he was in on the play. You know, he was just everywhere today. Um, that was a standout. Also, on the offensive side, man, Romeo Dobbs is – He's a dog, dude. He is, is a dog. Is, you know, here's one thing that never gets talked about with him is his physicality. He is a physical receiver, and, I mean, you can forget about it. When it comes to the contested catch, he might be the best guy we have on the, on the field. I mean, that play on the sidelines was amazing. That that was just unreal. And uh, toe drag? And, yeah. And it's like I'm in the stands and everyone's mad at LaFleur for throwing a challenge flag. I'm like, <laughs> okay. That's, that's, I, I saw that, and when I initially saw the pass, I'm like, oh, yeah, I think he dragged his toe. And then mm-hmm. you said nobody – when they threw the challenge flag, I didn't hear a single cheer. I was just like, okay. Yeah. Well, well what kills me is how about the PI on the play? First of all, I mean, at the very least, we should have got that. There should have been a flag. So at least they got the call right on uh, on the review. But, yeah, man, Romeo Dobbs stood out to me on, on the offensive side tonight. Um, and I feel like his routes are crisper even than last year. He's, yeah. he's, so he's doing it with the feet, and then he's getting up there and, and these contested catches, man, it's like – I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I It's not out of nowhere because we saw the talent last year and we saw those flashes, but I just never – I never put him being this this physical type of, of receiver. Like, he's just – he's not going to take no for an answer, man, when that ball's in the air. If it's anywhere near him, he's going to get his hands on it. And you can clearly see this year he's coming down with him. You know, the drops the drops are fewer and far between, so – uh, defensive side for me, it's it's uh, Kingsley and Ikbari, and it's uh, and it's Romeo Dobbs on the offensive side from from section one twenty five where I was sitting. <laughs> that's what, that's yeah, what it looked yeah. like for me. He snatched that crosser out of the air. Um, well, it was a dig route, and there was bodies everywhere. And and Dobbs snatched. I think that was on a third down, if I remember correctly, too. And then mm-hmm. just making that great catch down the sideline, he. He is taking taking such a step forward. You know, going into the season, I said he graded out as a number three receiver across the NFL, basically meaning his level of play was the equivalent to a number three receiver on the roster. And then after seeing him in training camp in the first two preseason games and tonight, now I'm starting to go, okay, I think we got a legitimate number two receiver now. I really believe that. He could be a number one, but I'm trying to curb the enthusiasm. Um I think I think we might at least have a number two right now, which is uh, really exciting. Um, let's see. Here, let me go to the stats. Uh, we've got Dakota in the hopper. We'll go to you in just a second, Dakota. I wanted to point this out real quick. Jordan Love, five for eight, 84 yards, average 10 and a half yards, have one touchdown, no picks, QB rating of 137.5. Um, as far as wide receivers, Malik Heath ended the night, five catches, 75 yards. Guys, he had five targets. He caught every ball thrown to him. Five catches for 75 yards. They were hard catches. They were very physical catches. Yeah, Romeo Dobbs, two catches for 52 yards, only two targets he had. Uh, Grant Dubose was targeted four times, had two catches for 27 yards. So, um, Malik Heath, man, we might have us something there, fellas. We might just have us something there. Um, we'll see. It's it's a little early, like I said, but 
Um, I don't know. I'm excited to see what he does for sure. We got Dakota in the house. Dakota, can you hear me, bub? Uh, yeah, it's a little quiet. My my headphones kind of just died on me. My Bluetooth headphones, and uh, but yeah, no, nah, this is a cool new software. Cool. Yeah, we're uh, we're working on some stuff, man. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, what uh, what did you think of the game tonight, dude? Uh, well, I I actually just like the last game. I had some streaming issues, but uh, one Mister Joe the janitor helped me out on the Discord. Shout out to Joe, man. Uh, <laughs> he he gave me something that allowed me to to watch a good portion of it. Um, but uh, no, the the I know the last thing y'all said, Malik Heath, man. Like I couldn't help but talk about him in the Discord. They, he's got to be our fifth receiver. If, if Toure hasn't already guaranteed the fourth, um, I mean, Heath is definitely our fifth. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. He's, he's solid, man. Tim, did you, uh, what did you think of Malik Heath? Um, just live there in the stadium, man, what kind of stood out to you with him? Did he, did he pop off the field as much as he did, you know, on the TV screen? Make sure you're unmuted, Tim, if you can hear me, but there you go. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like Jacob was saying the other night, like this guy makes the team, whether we're taking six, seven, it doesn't matter. Like I'm a believer now. <laughs> I'm a believer now. It's, it, and it's crazy. Did, did we ever think we would be, we would have this kind of depth at the receiver position? Not this I early, mean, man. Not, not this, this early. early, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, man, I mean, Tay Wicks, Malik Keith. I mean, like even bottom to the top, you know, it's, but yeah, Heath is fun to watch, man. He is. I, I, and that's, I guess I was a little, uh, a little disheartened about the game getting cut and short. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to see some, some 82 tonight too, some Cody crest. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. um, 
Yeah. I mean, we can reach way down on the death chart and you know, that's what you want to see because Hey, like, like I said, injuries happen. It's part of the game. Like if you think your team is going to get through a year without like losing guys for significant time, you're naive. I mean, this is what happens in football and your depth is what is going to help you get through those tough times. So having a guy like Malik Heath in the, in the receiver room is, is just priceless right now. I mean, and you, and you can see it, you know, I mean, it's not just what we saw tonight with the injuries. I mean, they're happening all over this league every day. So, you know, having depth is never a bad thing. And it's a pleasant surprise here in green Bay to have, uh, have depth like this at, uh, the wide receiver position, man. This is great. Definitely. Um, let's see here in the chat. Who was it that said it? Eric Sutherland said, uh, Wilson looking and reminded me of Amon Green. You know, all we heard last week was it was six carries. It was six carries. He had 15 carries tonight, 63 yards, 4.2 yards a carry, along of 14. So he showed you can grind it out tonight, averaging over four yards a carry. To put that in perspective, A.J. Dillon only had six carries for 25 yards, and he, too, averaged 4.2 yards a carry. This Emmanuel Wilson, Jacob, you got him in your notes anywhere, dude? How you feeling about him? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I just think that he is showing – one, I think the Packers showed us that they believe in him because if you remember before the preseason started, uh, Matt LaFleur said, well, I'm going to pick one running back. I'm going to give him one game to show out exactly what they can do. He has not done that. He's basically given split carries to a bunch of different backs – and then if you notice, though, he gave uh, Wilson quite a lot of carries with the number one offense there, or at least the number one um, uh, pass or run blocking offense. And what did he do with it? If you remember, the, the announcers are like, oh, my God, here, gain for nine, gain for eight, gain for seven. He had like one that he ran into the line of scrimmage. But overall, like those first four or five rushes he did when he had the first uh, first team blocking for him, the guy was popping off nine yards a pop. I mean, he was doing – I thought, oh, my God, here he goes again. He's going to start breaking crazy runs. At one point um, – and then there was another one later later in the game where he did that kind of like stiff arm where he just bulldozed the dude into the ground and still gained a couple yards afterwards, and he showed that he can catch the ball. I think he had a, a one-yard – or I'm sorry, one catch for like 10, 11 yards. To me, right now he has solidified that he is – Running back three slash Taylor, though, did just enough again today with that delayed handoff run where he kicked it outside, eight-yard touchdown run, you know, and he did some great pass protection stuff. So I, it, it's just they both did just enough to keep them right at that, like, do we keep a right running back three at all or do we just let them both fall away? It's getting to the point now, though, where he's putting up enough stats where I don't know if he's going to make it through practice squad. I, I just don't know. Yeah, for sure. Dakota, what 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 else stood out to you about tonight, man? Um, I know y'all already covered uh, a whole portion of it, but I know when. So I think y'all, yeah, y'all covered this at the beginning. I think because I caught the tail end of it when I joined. Um, but uh, when Enigbare took that one big lineman and just one armed him, yeah. kept him off balance. Oh man, that was beautiful. I'm. Really excited about him, I'm, but I'm slightly nervous about Van Ness just because I haven't seen him really do anything. Hmm. Um, so that's that's the one thing. And this this defense, I mean, there's aspects of this defense that really excites me. 
Um, like Quay's been really quiet, but he looked to have a steady performance today, a strong performance today. Like, you know, I want to say almost like he's trying to let the, the, you know, other folks shine, but that's just me trying to, you know, think a certain type of way. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, he's, he's a little quiet, but he seems to be doing all right. I didn't hear much. Did Devonte Wyatt play today? I didn't hear much from him, yeah, he played. but, uh, yes. yeah, so it's, there's some aspects of this defense. It's really exciting me. And, uh, but, but there's others aspect that other aspects, sorry, excuse me. It's late y'all. Um, that, uh, it's kind of got me worried because um, I just I don't hear from some people that I really want to hear from. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, when it comes to Van Ness, he made my notes a couple times just uh, playing the run. Again, man, it's it's going to be a process with him. You can see already it's going to be kind of that Rashawn Gary approach, right? We're set at edge. He doesn't have to play right away. Bring him along. You got to teach him two or three pass rush moves. And you could put him in there in a pinch and let him, you know, collapse the pocket. I've seen him collapse the pocket. I actually did a chalk talk earlier today where he looked good against the Bengals in certain situations. Now, there was a couple times he got washed out of a play, but it was all mental. Um, I'm not concerned about uh, Lucas Van Ness. Uh, I don't know, man. I, Jacob or Tim, I'm sorry. How do you feel about Lucas Van Ness, man? Do you Are you concerned about him? And, and Dakota, we're going to let you get off here. But is, well, let me, let me say this. Dakota, you got anything else you'd like to say, bro? Uh, no, no, hopefully Joe, uh, Mr. The janitor set me straight and maybe I can watch the next thing all the way through and actually finish taking notes. But uh, no, I, I appreciate y'all having me on. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for calling in, but it's always good to hear from you, man. Right. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks. See you, bud. All right. All right, bye. All right. Tim, what, what do you think uh, about Lucas Van Ness, man? You starting to worry about him or, or is it? Early? Absolutely. Absolutely not. I a hundred percent agree with you, Clayton. I mean, he's a rookie. This is the NFL. This is not, he's not, he's not playing in Iowa anymore. This is, this is the real deal. And very rarely do rookies come into this league and just be phenomenal right away. I mean, the most recent example I can think of is probably Jair's rookie season where like we, we drafted this guy and it was like, Whoa, like day one, this guy's like, Whoa, this guy's ready to play. And uh, he had a pretty solid rookie year, but he had a lot of mistakes too as a rookie. And so when I look at Van Ness, I see the skills, I see the flashes, I see the talent. What he needs is time to develop. You know, we have to be patient. We have to be patient. And you had a great point the other day, Clayton. You said if you're not making mistakes right now or if everything looks easy and everything's vanilla during the preseason, then you're probably not – probably not really a good team. You know, you're probably not really making strides. Um, so I'm not worried about Lucas Van Ness. Um, there was one play that caught my eye early that he like closed out to the flat and like chased some guy down yep. along that's the sidelines. So he's, he's covering laterally and it's like, you know, that's a good sign, <laughs> you know, like this guy doesn't have to be a bulldozer all the time. You know, if he can jump out there, and cut off a lane and, you know, turn a 15 yard splash play into a three yard gain out of bounds. I'll take it. Um, I'm not worried about him to answer your question. No, not at all. I still, I still feel real good about the pick. Yeah, me too. And it's it's just a blessing that we're so deep at edge. Like Jacob was mentioning earlier, um, any Barry, man. Oh my God. I, I, I keep going back to him. He's probably my player of the game. 
I mean, he, he probably my player of the game, Jacob. He he flashed all over the screen, dude. No, he did, and and I I we both were big on Kingsley. I believe he was a fifth round pick. I thought that he could have been a higher pick. It was it was one of those guys that in the draft prior that we all thought like, oh, that's one of those steals kind of things. And what I thought was the most cool thing of this whole game, and I don't know, maybe Tim will appreciate this. If and then if he has to leave, we can we can let him go. Uh, there was a point midway through the second quarter, maybe not midway, but like, I don't know, around the 10-minute mark of the second quarter, where the starting defensive front was Cox, Brooks, Wooden, and Vaness. And they got a lot of pressure on the reps that they had together for like three or four series in a row. They were like the starting lineup. That, hmm. Like, think about that. Pure rookies, pure talent. There was another play where Brooks had a sack that got called back because of some BS tic tac you know, secondary call or whatever. But, I mean, he looked ferociously good. Like, really, really good. Colby Wooden, again, looked dominant. But Carl Brooks had a couple, like, pop in the background plays. And Igbari, Bretton Cox, again, dude, he was around. He was, he was, Bretton Cox can make this game. I think Malik Heath made this, made this team with this game. I think that, um, ah, man. Even, even uh, Valentine had a couple plays that I wish I'd see. You know, he had, he gave up a big touchdown run, but he, he showed that he can throw his shoulder down and make some plays against the run. He showed that he's not afraid to – he's obviously not afraid to be physical. We've seen that. Yeah. But I, I do think oh, yeah. that he had a good showing all in all. All right, we got Jake from the uh, – Jake Shavink from the It's Always Draft Season podcast in here with us. Jake, man, I seen Carl Brooks and Kobe Wood and run a TT stunt. And I came up off the couch like a nerd. What did you think of that game tonight, dude? Um, well, I will say uh, I missed a couple series at the beginning, so that was unfortunate. I didn't get to see uh, Jordan Love going going wild there uh, after that. Heard about the fumble exchange. I immediately was like, "Oh yeah, so it's Zach Tom season at center. We, uh, that's fine. You know, it is what it is. We'll figure that out." But yeah, some of the some of the defensive linemen, like Carl Brooks, just it just felt like he's run dudes over. Uh, just like I, three, four times, you just look up and you're kind of like, all right, this is he's he's built for the sub package game. He really is. And that that's really exciting. It's just all these darn day three picks, man. They're making plays. It's all you can <laughs> ask for in preseason. Right. It's all you can ask for. This is great. Right. I'm sure you can see the screen. You said you missed a few. So we'll uh, we'll play it back here for all you. Right. Real quick. You just keep Sweet. on talking, man. But we'll play it in half speed. This is that deep pass to Romeo Dobbs up the oh, sideline. I did not see this. This is I can't wait for this thing. Oh. Yeah. And dude, what what a great job coming back in, you know, to to stay in bounds. I I thought yeah. the score was incomplete. I really did. And then wow, of course yeah, we'll show you the uh, He took those two steps towards the sideline to kind of set himself up, push himself back to the ball. That was really nice. Yeah. Really and nice just, using the footwork to make that adjustment. That's Man, Absolutely. Dobbs can play like that. I mean, it's it's a little it's a little jarring to kind of watch Watson kind of be stuck in, you know, attached to the line a little bit more, running to the flat a lot, and just seeing you know Dobbs and Reed take a lot of intermediate looks. But yeah, they're Check obviously saving here's stuff. The, but yeah, here's a play action slot cross here to uh, Jaden Reed. Do Jaden Reed's got some hands on him, Jake? Oh, what a he pickup is- by Dylan! Oh, yeah. <laughs> come on! Hey, check this out. Where do you oh. see this? This this looks just like last week. Watch Zach Tom at right tackle, dude. Check him out up here up top. Yeah, let's see. Right? Right yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, Watch this. Look at this pass set. Watch the guy oh, try to get him. Oh, he jumped out there. Look, he's like, whatever, dude. 
Look at his feet. Wow. Okay. <laughs> love Amazing that. Rap. I love that yes. he didn't. And, and it's something I noted. I did a film room on him uh, a, last, a few days ago. And it's just like there, there were times where Tom was like when he was jump setting, he would open up too quick. Right. He'd, he'd like be almost like trying to get in the vertical set too quick. And that's where guys would take advantage. That was really clean right there. I really like that rep a lot. Yeah. Man, no, it's it he's got to move inside. <laughs> no. This is the most enjoyable preseason I've experienced so far, man. Like, I don't know what it is, but I don't know if it's just that. I don't know, man, that the expectations may be a little low or what, but God, it's been a blast. It's been an absolute blast. Tim, are you in the car talking to us? Where are you at, dude? No, I'm I'm at home. I made it home. How did you already get home? That's amazing, <laughs> dude. Twelve so minutes, man. Home. So Twelve minutes. Twelve we minutes. We're gonna have to move. Wow. Wow. Twelve yeah. minutes. Tim's gonna wake up one day, and I'm gonna have a tent in his backyard. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. What else do we, uh, oh Jacob? What else you got in your notes, there, buddy? Well, I just thought of this. Do you remember that one play where love? felt the pressure, decided I'm going to run. And then he had the wherewithal to just kind of, as he's breaking away from people chasing him, he just looks back and he's like, oh, this guy's kind of chasing me down. And then he looks ahead and he's like, these two guys are bearing down on me. I better slide now. And the guy still jumps on top of him, of course. And then, <laughs> uh, insanity ensues. But like that to me was the, I haven't seen love. He does not, for a guy that has the legs, like he's not, this is not a Trey Lance quarterback. This is not a Mike Vick quarterback. This is not a guy that looks to run first or or even like an Anthony Richardson quarterback. This is a guy that will almost, against all odds, like he will not run. He wants to throw the ball. And then all of a sudden he realizes, oh, man, I'm really kind of fast and quick. Like I should probably just get this first down. And I love that about him. The fact that he he, – he, like I said, at all costs, he does not want to run. He wants to use his arm. He wants to be an NFL actual stay-in-the-pocket quarterback. But at the same time, the dude can freaking run around and fly. And I really, really like that about him. And he seems like he he's very smart about when he wants to run, how to get down with the ball. And that's why I think the offensive line got so – you know, this, these teams do not like each other. I think that's very apparent. They fought each other, what, like four out of the first five snaps of that second team um, – joint practice so and it sounded like a couple times they went off tonight and then it took i will say the one thing that i thought was a little bit humbling maybe or cathartic whatever you want to say is the fact that they did come together they all knelt together they all were very worried about this gentleman that obviously had that that the injury which we i i think it'll be okay i hope it's gonna be okay i think they'll just be over precautious um and that's good you know whatever it's 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 just a good thing to see that they can be so hating against each other, and then at the same time, when there's emotion, right. the moment the they're switch. like, "Yeah, we're cool." Like sounds like, mar- sounds like my marriage, dude. Like, oh boy, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, it's it's literally, I hate you more than anything in the world. Now, what do you want to have for dinner? <laughs> <Right. laughs> um, Jake, let me ask you this, man. Um, and I want to get, uh, sure. I, I want to get Tim's take as well. Um, we got Jeff in the chat says, can Emmanuel Wilson play special teams and play pass pro? Emmanuel Wilson tonight, man, what, 4.6 yards a carry, I think is what he averaged. Um, do you think he's got a legit shot to make this roster, or is it just – is it all fluff, man? Um, I think I, I think it's legit only because I think they 
I just don't think there's really anything completely nailed down at RB3. Now, they could obviously take two running backs, and they feel okay with the rest of the guys. They throw as many on the practice squad as they can, and if somebody gets picked up, somebody gets picked up. But I feel like, you know, if you look back, and I was thinking about this because we've talked about Wilson a lot. You think about, like, how much LaFleur really liked Dexter Williams when he was an undrafted free agent a few years ago and was, like, trying, trying, trying to get him going and be a part of the team. This might be like that kind of that vision kind of realized that might be what Emmanuel Wilson is, is he's really like the true like this is a big back that we can give the ball. He's got, you know, the wiggle that that many have talked about. I I think he's I think he's got a real chance only because we just really haven't obviously seen much from Lou from Lou Nichols. We have seen much from Tyler Goodson and Patrick Taylor's been fine, but it seems like Patrick Taylor somebody that that's, you know, been easily stashed. So I I. Yeah. It, I think the legitimate shot to be to be RB three now will RB three be on the opening day fifty three? I that's that's an even better question. Honestly, that might be like one that's worth debating for sure. But I, he's done everything he possibly can. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Tim, what do you think, man? Um, Emmanuel Wilson, what did he look like tonight in person? Great. I agree with what Jake just said too. That those are great points. I think I think this may very well be one of those guys. Um, but are we going to see three running backs? You know, that's that's the big caveat to this whole thing is, do we keep three running backs? Uh, and then if we do, yeah, it, it's going to be between um, Wilson and Taylor. I think. I mean, if we had to make that d- decision today, um, but he he's exciting to watch, man. And just the little, uh, the little shifty moves for for a guy his size, and then, you know, you you notice like at the contact point, most guys would go down, but Wilson seems to find a way to like snag like two or three more yards on that final push, and uh, just a guy you want in your running back room, man. So, um, we'll see. Hopefully, they keep three, right? Yeah, that would be the hope. Hey, how about our boy Anders Carlson tonight, man? Right, hit a what he hit a fifty-two yarder. Is that what it was? Let's yeah. see. Yeah, fifty-two yarder. Hit both of his extra like points. Jake, hey, keep, feeling, feeling keep biting the nails. Keep biting your nails, guys. If you're <laughs> if you're nail biting on every kick, because he's our kicker, we're gonna we're gonna see him for the entire season. So, <laughs> Tim Tim defends a kicker, man. I'm all about it. He's like, I'm sticking with my peeps. I am sticking <laughs> with my peeps. How you feeling about him, Jake? You know, it was it was I, honestly I I we so I. I missed like probably the first quarter. So then I was just like, kind of like almost zoning out right before the half. I'm like, there's actually, we're, we're punting. Like this could be a punt, right? Like and then trot him out there. I'm like, hmm, interesting idea, but we got to see if he can make these 50 yarders. Right. and extremely pleasantly surprised that, that we get, we get a make from a 50 plus. Yeah. I think Tim said it. They're going to, I mean, they're going to ride him out. So as uh, through the season, I, I don't expect competition if there was going to be there it was going to happen in camp i i don't imagine that mid-season you know if they're hypothetically in, in a push i think which is going to be you know the nfc we're talk about that for a, a, a whole other hour about like how co- contested it might be for a playoff spot i think they're just going to ride it out this season i think they've made that clear it was nice it was an improvement that steps just take little steps at a time that that was nice to see tonight definitely jacob you you had your hand up buddy what'd you have no, I guess a couple things. One, I think that that 52-yarder would have been good from 60-plus. I mean, he had a lot of leg underneath that thing. Um, the other thing that I was talking about, where was it? 
yeah, so it looked like Tavares Moore may have gotten hurt today. So with that injury at that ever so delicate safety positional rotation, now does that mean that we either keep a Malik Heath who balled out today? I'd argue that he maybe made himself a 53-man roster today. I'd argue that Cox maybe made himself a 53-man roster. And all that depends on, again, if it's really easy for the Packers to make that decision because we now don't have five guys we have to worry about at safety we have four or vice versa. Now we start looking at it down the line of the injuries. I don't remember if there's any other major ones. I think we actually escaped today with very minor injuries, all things considered. I think it was Tarverius Moore and Jake Hansen uh, ended up going, which I'll go our backup quote unquote center. Again, that throws a big kind of what if in that mix there. Um, but one thing, again, I will say is that um, I just think that Brenton Cox is, making a, a push to make this team. I, I just really think that he's going to make the team. I don't know how that's going to work with the other. I think they might be comfortable taking a, keeping six wide receivers because it looked like Grant DeBose also went out with an injury today. So, Yeah, Jake, how do you feel? Or, Tim, if you need to hop off, buddy, we completely understand, man. If you can hang around, that's great, too. Absolutely, guys. I'm going to hop off. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate yeah. it. Good talk Thanks, to Tim. you, buddy. Have a good night, Go man. Pack, go. Go yeah, pack, man. go. Yeah, man. Um. Jake, Brenton Cox seems to be playing – I don't know, man. He's he's wide open. He ha, he has one gear, doesn't he? <laughs> and and you've probably seen that on the college tape, didn't you? Uh, yeah, he really does. He he he, he wants – you know, the he's going to take try to take the quickest avenue. And the quickest <laughs> avenue for him is usually, all right, these first three steps are going to be explosive steps. I don't know where – you know, I, I hope we're going the right direction. I'm going to find my way there. And, and I – you know, I'm going to hustle – as much as possible if I don't get that that initial track. And that's that's nice having a guy who's whose motor's not gonna stop. And that's that's exciting because you know it's you you see guys have this all the time in college too. They're you know, some of them can't handle the snap counts and the conditioning isn't there. It's nice to see a guy who's got the motor and, and it keeps running hot. He's gotta he's gotta have uh, a, a little bit more of a plan out there. I think uh, the touchdown uh, lost a little bit contained there. Went to the same gap Brooks did. That was not ideal. Um, I've seen that too. I went, wait, what? Those yeah. two aren't supposed to be attached at the hip. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. So I don't know. Um, we can assume. I, I assume it's it's on it's on Cox for that one. But again, we're not in the room. So yeah, I think just the little things with him, technique, you know gap responsibility where contain needs to be uh, on this on the x play x play y like he it's great that he's got the gear and that excites me on you know down the line passing down sub package guy who can rush who's got juice that's always nice to have in the room i mean they've gotten rid of a couple guys already that i know we've talked about you know a couple weeks ago and he's setting himself up pretty well i mean obviously the athletic traits are there and, and we know that the packers love to bet on that kind of thing yeah. Um, before I go back to you, Jacob, I want to ask Jake, how do you feel about LVN, man? Um, there's a lot of people that are that are already freaking out, right? This is this is what the scouting report said, right? He's got a ton of a ton of talent, natural raw ability, but he is so unpolished. And then we get out in the preseason, and he doesn't have four sacks in two games, and everybody's like, "What's going on with LVN?" How do you feel about LVN, man? I remember exactly what I said when they drafted him uh, on the stream that night. I literally said, 
he is a ball of clay. He's an athletic, powerful ball of clay, but he is a ball of clay. And it's going to take time. It's it is like drafting a Rashawn Gary. It's it's not gonna all click immediately. LVN's one move in college was take three explosive steps and I am going to run through you as hard <laughs> as I possibly can. And that worked a lot. And it's it's great that he's got a bull rush. It's gonna take more than that, especially if you know you're not hitting your leverage points well with your hands. And there were times where he was kind of just like he was kind of like letting the hands get in tight. And he was just it, it, treating it like a car crash almost. And it just <laughs> right, right. was like, all right, well, this isn't going to fly, but I, I see the vision. It's going to take time. That's just, that's just how it is. Uh, you look at you know the polish for some of these prospects that the draft. Jaden Reed's got the polish. That's that's the type of player who's got like initial polish. But Van Ness is the guy who you know a couple seasons from now. Who the returns could be massive, and that's that's the type of swing Green Bay takes. It's it's yep. why we get frustrated. That's that happens all the time. It happened with Gary. I, I it's going to happen again. It's inevitable. Walker, Devontae, uh, yeah, yeah. So and it's a perfect situation for LVN. Smith is here. Gary should be back. Looks like Enigbare is taking some steps. That's nice Ooh. to see. So he might. You're not going to have to maybe thrust him out and give him 30, 40 snaps right away. That doesn't have to happen. So that's bring him along, bring him along. And, and I think the developmental track for players like that, that's why he came out early, get in the NFL room, get with NFL coaches. Not saying the Iowa coaches are bad um, per se, but they're going to, they're going to coach you up and, and they know how to work with players like this. Yeah. No doubt about it. Dakota in the chat said, let me clarify, because he was on the call just a second ago, and I wasn't referring to you, Dakota, but he said, let me clarify, LOL. I'm not worried about Van Ness sucking. I'm worried he may not make an immediate impact, which is understandable because he's a rookie. Yeah, that's that's what I'm seeing, and it's nothing physical. It's all it – he looks like he's mentally overwhelmed right now, and that's okay. It's going to take time. It's going to take – and these are the reps that you want to be mentally overwhelmed, obviously. So, um, good stuff. Jacob, what else you got, bub? All right. Sean Clifford, real deal. I really, really like this quarterback. I think that he could be – I every time I watch him, I think more and more I'm not thinking that I'm going to go jump off the, the building if Love gets a, a knee injury or something like that. Like, I'm not going to just end it all. I'm just not. I think that this guy shows some spirit. In that same note, Anthony Johnson Jr., I think that that guy all of a sudden is showing up, making plays, saying, hey, I, I should maybe make, make this team – the, the herd of Tavares Moore, I believe that that's almost inevitable. And by the way, did anybody else see that they, uh, if you watch the Packers, like the home game coverage, they showed a dude getting his shoulder popped back into place today. And <laughs> it was like, right. even the announcers were like, hey, we should probably cut to commercial. This is a little too <laughs> much. And it was like to the point where uh, uh, they like showed him rotating it and at the point where they clicked it and they were like, oh, all right, then. And I'm just sitting here like, oh, yo, oh my God, don't do that. Like, the guy's gripe. He's literally, his legs are kicking as they're popping it back in. Anyways, uh, that was that was cool. Uh, that's not cool. Lovely. lovely. <laughs> Badger Trio said, crazy to say Clifford might be the best backup quarter, quarterback we've had, not counting love. I feel comfortable if he has to play. I hope not, but never know. Yeah, um, like I said before, man, I don't, you know, Let's pray to sweet baby Jesus that love stays healthy all year long. But if he goes down, 
there's there's going to be a part of me that's like, all right, let's go. Here comes the Sean Clifford show, man. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that dude, he oh. is so much fun to watch. And he and again, he always reminds us of this. You think God never farted? That's what you see every time. Every time, <laughs> hey, it's going to be good or it's going to be bad. But regardless, yeah, it's going to be entertaining, Jake. Yep, there's a Minshew quality to him as well. The Favre yes. Minshew qualities are all there with with Clifford and Oh man. So, that's I mean, he he scrambles around. He he's he's a little bit of a scrambler around like like Minshew kind of does yeah, and it's it's sure. very fun to watch. It is. It's he he's magnetic awesome. in the way he plays. It's very he's fun. A very good scrambler. Did you see that one where you just kind of rolled out right and he realized that, "Oh, I can beat the edge. I'm just going to really run up field and then knife it and then put the ball out for like a five-yard gain like not a lot of quarterbacks can do that just out of nowhere and he, he seems to make these quick decisions really really fast and i don't like his release honestly on the ball it just looks like he's weirdly just doing these it, it almost reminds me again of brett Favre, where he just would throw his whole body and it's not clean it's not precise there's no flow it just looks like some dude chucking a ball in his back Yard, but it works. I don't know. It's like Uncle Rico out there is what you're saying. <laughs> Rico. <laughs> Number one Packer fan in the chat said, Tim, Tim, if you're still listening, this message is for you. Number one Packer fan said, Tim, if the kicker oh, costs us a game, celebrity cage fight, me and you. <laughs> oh, there you go. There we go. There you go. All right. Here's a good question. I like I like these kind of questions. Paul Robertson in the chat says, When do Packers get their first loss? Is it going to be at the Bears, at the Falcons, the Saints, the Lions? I don't know, man. I think I think the one for me that if you had to if you had to tell me, Clayton, you've got to pick one that the Packers have the least uh, the least chance of winning, right? Of those four games, I'm probably going Saints. What What do you think, Jake? I'm actually going to pick Atlanta. Really? I was going to say I am. Uh, I just have yeah. I have this really scary scary uh vision in my mind of green bay just joe barry kind of be like ah four down lineman's fine it's fine and and then they just run it 70 times and it's like no it wasn't yeah. fine actually we lost 27 <laughs> to 17 and we just never had the ball uh that's that's the danger there i think with atlanta i ritter doesn't scare me uh the weapons the weapons could i mean Pitts and london are, are really good players i i like both of them a ton but it's 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 how good their running game looks already. Uh, they got a rookie coming in at left guard in Bergeron who looks really good as well. He played tackle at Syracuse and they have Robinson and Algier rushed for a thousand last year and Patterson's still there. Like they can yeah. death by a thousand death by a thousand five yard rushes. Like that's, that's going to, that's <laughs> how they're going to play. And that's, that's what worries me. That's what worries me about that game. Yeah. No Dijon Robinson catch the ball out of the backfield too. Did you see that, that one armed, grab he made they did a, a, a little running back screen and Ritter threw it like three yards behind him because it's Ritter and he yeah. just was like Whoa, made a spin move ran it upfield for like 10 yards it was like all right shoot all right he yeah, he ran a post in college against Iowa State went up up in the air attacked the ball in the air caught the ball contact didn't matter like just ran a post route out wide dude just not <laughs> he was just not playing this game right now so that's Indeed. it scares me. It scares me. I'm yeah. trying to get an update on Dubose. Uh Jacob, did you hear anything about Dubose's ankle? Somebody said he left with an oh, ankle again. He left. He never got back in the game. I know that for sure. Which he looked mad when he went to the uh, the sideline as if he knew it was an injury, injury, but that's speculation completely on my part. 
Yeah, I'm looking. I don't see any injury updates there. So, Malik Heath, though, hey, hey that dude's a real deal, man. Yeah, that's my guy. What what happened? Him I won in the draft? fifty bucks. Um, what happened to him in the draft? That's a great question. I I be. I think he got a DUI, if I remember correctly. I think so clear. Don't believe. Don't believe I got eyes on him at all. Okay. Uh, maybe and maybe maybe did and didn't know. Uh, there's a good chance of that. Um, but yeah, I'm. There was probably something off the field, and he's. Again, he's a bigger dude, and you know I wouldn't call him like you know the best six three two hundred fifteen pound athlete, and that's you know you kind of get some of those guys who don't run very fast. It just he feels very Alan Lazard like this is just exactly what Lazard did. You know, Lazard not fast, big, go in the ball, blocks his butt off. You know, can run the routes. It just doesn't look you know ridiculously crisp, but he gets the job done. And he fights for every darn yard, and he's just—I think he's got a real mind for the game as well. It just feels very Lazard-like, way back when 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 he was a UDFA as well. Man, I don't know, dude. I, the the first person that comes to mind for me was the Houston Texans wide receiver, and he was great. Was his name Andre Johnson? Am I thinking right? Oh yeah. Yep. The way he attacks the football, I know he's not yeah. quite that big. I don't, I, what is Malik Heath? Is he like six one, six two? Am I thinking right? I think he's a little six, bit six, bigger. But six two two fifteen maybe it's yeah. Packers just, list him at six three two or gotcha. no. sports reference list six him at two, 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 two thirteen yeah the, the way he plays and I'm not saying he's on Andre Johnson's level I believe that was his name right Andre Johnson am I thinking right yes mm-hmm. um, but he just yeah. kind of plays with that same style right you know with Lazard Lazard seemed a little bit slimmer and he kind of played slimmer I knew he was a, I know he's a great blocker and all but. Malik Heath, man, I don't know. It just it just kind of feels like I'm waiting for the curtain to fall and go, oh, that's why no one else was on him. But I'm just not seeing it yet. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's locked in at wide receiver six. I know somebody – I saw someone in the comments put their their rankings of the receiver room, and they didn't have Wicks on it. And, uh, you know, that, that hurt a little. That hurt deep a little bit. Wicks also got hurt, I think, tonight. Hamstring, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. That stinks. That stinks. Definitely. All right, guys, we're at the one hour and six minute mark. Um, got 174 people in here watching. <laughs> I guess we need to wrap this thing up, but man, it's just it's so much fun talking ball with you guys and yes. everybody in the chat. I could do this all night. Um, parting thoughts, Jacob. Anything else you didn't hit on, buddy? Anything else you want to want to touch on? I, I guess one thing is just um, Jaden Reed. He only had that one real good catch, but that catch. Showed what Jaden Reed could be, uh, and I really, really think that he solidified himself. That's that's we got our Watson one, Dobbs two, Reed three, and Musgrave. I think is going to get a lot. Like every time that Musgrave, if you watch the first like two series of any time that we started this, Musgrave gets a lot of targets, and they're doing a lot of stuff with them. They're doing crossers, they're doing freaking end arounds with them. They're doing him in the seam. They're doing him in the slot. They're doing like it's. They're using Musgrave more than I've ever seen them use a tight end in general, let alone a a rookie tight end. So, again, through a fantasy football aspect, right right now he's still going in, like, the last of the last rounds. Grab that guy. Oh, my God. Like, (laughs) Travis Kelsey in round one and that dude in round, like, 18, and boom, there's your whole freaking season. You're never going to lose. I'm just saying, at least at that position. Go. Yeah. Because they had, like I said, they had had DeGuara – 
fullback in the third quarter. I'm just saying that that should tell you a lot. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Jake, parting thoughts, buddy. Anything else, man? Um, I the Packers have a great problem. I think at two positions, receiver and defensive line. I think they've got great problems there. Uh, the depth looks really good. If Wicks can just stay healthy, it seems uh, we've you know, got a couple injuries so far in a few weeks. It's not great, but the, the receiver depth looks really good, and I, I really like what I see from the young D lineman. The other, the one, the negative is uh, centers. Um, we got to figure that out. That's got to be. That's got to get figured out. I don't know what what it's gonna be. Uh, but man, I don't know what's going on. It is so strange. I, I am very interested if it's just kind of love trying to get comfortable under center. I don't like, I know obviously it, he did a ton of air raid stuff at Utah state, but it's like, it's year four. So I, I gotta believe it's, it's, it's a little bit on Myers too. And just maybe that connection's just not there. It's, it's very strange. Yeah. We haven't seen something like this you, in a while. Yeah. I was going to ask you. If you had to put one at fault tonight with that botch snap, who would it be? And the way you were talking just now tells me we're on the same freaking level. <laughs> like, I don't know whose fault it is, but something's off. Something is off. It's very weird. It's just, like I said, it's, it's not something we've experienced in, in, in quite some time. It's just center's always been a position that feels rock solid. Obviously, with 12, you know, they, they got comfortable – you know, with chemistry there, like Lindsley and 12 are obviously excellent. And so like, it's just, it's, it's strange. It's a strange time we're living in right now with the center position. Yeah, it is, man. It is. I mean, as soon as I seen love look toward the sideline and then the ball went whizzing by his ear, this is all I, this is all I heard. How, how does this continue? How, (laughs) but Hey, what it is um all right let's get out of here gang we uh we appreciate everybody in the chat appreciate everybody dropping through um let's see who it was also gotta find it gotta find it uh josh martin in the chat thank you so much what are you showing me here jacob what is I'm this just saying it's i want price picks. price picks one fifty bucks tonight because i said that emmanuel wilson was going to rush for more than 22 and a half yards i said malik he was getting more than 19 and a half or six receiving yards. And I said that Trey Nixon was going to get less than 31 and a half receiving yards. Which Trey you tweeted that out earlier, didn't you? You tweeted that out. Yeah. He was the guy that had his shoulder put back into place. So when that happened, I was like, oh, sh- I'm going to win this bet. Like, darn. Yeah. Sorry, Trey. But thank you. Anyways, get I safe. Like, I like that comment from Derek as well. Dobbs is the next iteration of driver Jordy Nelson. He feels like a driver. He really does. There's just, yeah. Yeah, you're I right. I like that a lot. Right. I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely I like nailed that. it. I could see that. God, it would, how like awesome that. would that be? I have 10, 10 years of a driver-like player. That would be really nice. Yeah, really cool. nice. All right, let's get out of here, guys. Thank you all so much for dropping through. Jacob, as always, do thank you for your help. Jake, I'm glad you got to hop on with us, buddy. It's always yeah. good talking ball with you. I want to thank Tim for hopping on. I don't know how he got home that quick, but my man was – it's like I said, I'm jealous. Got to move. Got to move. Got to move. Got to happen. But uh, appreciate him, <laughs> Dakota. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Everybody in the chat, uh, Josh Martin. Thank you so much for the super chat. 
And, and like I said, everybody in the chat, you guys always make this show so much better. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow for a Chalk Talk episode, and then we'll do our re- weekly recap tomorrow night. So we look forward to seeing you all there. Um, for those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. And go Pack Go. The power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Kelly tackle. Defensive end. If he's over, if he's back, he drives down the first man who's inside. Pull back and get him. Take the first man outside the offense. No one shows. Go right by this and field this back. YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. The YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here, and a seal here, and try to run this play in.